What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Tom and Bach. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. You know, we failed, but uh, I thought it was a great effort. I thought that the plan was laid out uh, perfectly. Jake Bakoven. I'm not sure I get my point across um, properly. I'm sure I don't do a good job of explaining what I mean. Tom and Buck starts now. Happy Thursday to everybody out there. This is Tom and Bach, and it is uh, no Tom today. No I'm Jake Bachovin in here as usual, but Nick Sainert uh, joining us, uh, filling in for Tom, who uh, had a bit of a raspy voice and lost it completely by the end of yesterday's show. Yeah, rough, rough uh, three hours for Tom yesterday. You heard it right at the start. It wasn't bad right at the start, but then over time, I joined for Wingman, and it was... It was rough for Wingman at 12.45, and then when Rico and I did the pregame yesterday before our, our happy hour show, it was, he couldn't talk, and it was almost to the point where it almost, it felt like it was in pain. He was in pain just trying <laughs> to talk. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know, how, you know, when you're doing it live, you don't really know uh, how it sounds. I went back and listened, as I often do, just to kind of see how he did, and, mm-hmm. you know, it just kind of by, by like an hour and a half, it sounded like he was really sick. Like he was yeah. really just struggling to get through it. And I, I, I saw some of the text line reaction yesterday. I was like, get this man off air. Somebody get him some help because he didn't, he didn't sound bad. I, I don't think he's been feeling bad or anything. It was just the no. voice. So that's why he kept going. But, uh, well, thanks for, thanks for joining in. So, uh, you know, hopefully he can feel a little bit better tomorrow, get his voice back. Um, how, uh, first I want to ask you about the, the Nebraska women's game last night. I yeah. know you went to, uh, saw Nebraska beat Creighton, another big victory for Nebraska, not quite a mm-hmm. hundred points, but no. it's, uh, it's Creighton. So you'll take the 67 to 62 win over the Blue Jays. Well, yeah. And, and last night it really impressed me how Nebraska had to grit out a win last night. Um, it was definitely the most physical game that they've played in. They haven't played any, any great opponents through their first three games. Last night was their fourth game uh, of the season. And Creighton came in, I think one and one or whatever. Had a couple of Nebraska kids that I remember watch. Uh, remember watching at the high school level: Morgan Molly from from Crete, Jamie Haran from Millard South. If you remember some of those prep names, they both play for Crete. Um, and then you had Alexis Markowski on the other side for Nebraska, who Alexis Markowski came in and the the 
it felt like the game really turned in Nebraska's favor in the first half uh, when Alexis Markowski came off the bench and had a little bit of a personal 6-0 run. And when you get a spark like like that off the bench, we shot we saw it on the in the previous night with Kobe Webster and CJ Wilcher coming off the bench. That those things help you or put you in a position to stay competitive and win a ball game. Uh, it was it was kind of a tale of two halves in terms of refereeing. In the in the first half, they were really letting them play. It was extremely physical, and and I like I said, you expected that to carry over into the second half. However, the the coin kind of flipped, and the refs called almost everything, especially in the late fourth quarter. They they were calling everything. And so Nebraska, give credit to them. It showed how little things like free throws and and little things like um, when you're not hitting a shot, it's okay to pass up any opportunity that you have. Jazz Shelley had, one, had the worst night statistically that we've seen from her in her first couple games as a Nebraska Cornhusker. She was one of six from the field. However, she affected the game other way, in other ways. She was big in the rebounding category, which you need, um, especially in a physical game. Nebraska, and, and here's the last thing I'll say, Nebraska started the game 12 of 12 from the free throw line. They finished, they didn't finish too well. They, they missed some key free throws down the stretch, which only allow, which is what allowed it to only be a five-point game. But when you start out extremely well from, from the free throw stripe and you carry that in through four quarters of play, you put yourself in a position to win a lot of ball games, and it puts a lot of pressure on the other team to play good defense without fouling. Yeah, so excellent performance for them. I know Sam Hybe scored 13 of our 15 in the second half. Um, again, not maybe not the, the points that we've seen from Nebraska so far, but a quality win. Uh, what I mean, what... It's probably too early still. I mean, we, it's kind of funny how we do this with men's yeah. basketball. Everybody's freaking out and wondering how good they're going to be. Uh, the same thing with the women's kind of on the other side. But mm-hmm. uh, if you could, what, I mean, what do you think the, the season holds for them? For Nebraska women's? Yep. I, I, you have to look at it being an NCAA tournament team. Uh, the, the Big Ten is extremely, yeah. And Amy Williams is in her sixth year. I will be the first one to admit, I wasn't overly thrilled with the hire when she, when she was hired six years ago. However... It's obvious that her and her staff, head, headlined by that uh, by assistant head coach Chuck Love, they're doing a phenomenal job. They're bringing in uh, a lot of highly touted prospects. They've continued that through this next recruiting class as well. And also, one thing you have to think about is, I just saw yesterday that I believe it's, it goes into effect this season, is that the NCAA women's tournament field expanded to 68 teams. So not just 64. So that's four more teams, which if you think about it with the men's, that's you, you get 68, but you have those first four games um, as well. And you, you think that Nebraska has an opportunity. They're, they're winning the games that they're supposed to win through the first four, um, which is something you can't unfortunately say with the men. And they're going to have a lot of opportunities in the Big Ten conference, conference to get some quality wins. Iowa's a top 10 team. I believe Indiana's pretty good. Northwestern was good last year. It's a physical conference, and they're going to have some some good opportunities ahead of them. And of course, they did. I mean, they were they were getting some good wins last year. Uh, just didn't follow them up always with yeah. the wins that they're supposed to get. Exactly, ended up being around five hundred. Just lost uh, just below that in Big Ten play and going to the NIT. But it's kind of interesting that she has been around now. This is her, her fifth season or, or sixth season. And uh, is it her fifth? I think it's her sixth season. Okay, good. Okay, I, I would. I wanted to make sure I didn't. Yeah, sixth season, and she's got, uh, and she has one NCAA tournament appearance, and of course, taking over for Connie Yuri, who yeah. is one of the best here at Nebraska as far as women's basketball had, had a goes. lot of success. Yeah, so it, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. You don't you, know, you never want to quite say it, but you know it, it's it's a it, she's got to probably turn it around pretty quickly, and it looks like it's happening. So is Connie Yuri still at Creighton? I didn't know if I didn't notice her sure last night. I know she went joined and and she was. 
um, she like joined Creighton for a, a little bit as like an advisor or something. I'm trying to find. Yeah, it. I think I remember that. A- after Nebraska, she went back. Yeah. I thought, but maybe I could be wrong. Who knows? No, I, I, think knew, I, re- I knew she I used to remember that. I don't know if she's still there. I, I don't know if she is, is is either. It looks like, um, it looks like it's, she is a program advisor. I does not tell me if she still is. It's still on their website, so I'm guessing oh, she yeah. is. Um, she might not have been on the bench. I didn't notice her on the bench last night, but. Did you look? I didn't even Were you look. looking? No, I didn't even look. Really. But you would, I, I would have noticed <laughs> you would have it. Noticed I would have noticed right. a familiar face walking around the court pregame and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. So, that, so that was, uh, that's interesting. Good start for Nebraska. Women's basketball. Nebraska men's basketball. Kind of funny where we're talking about the in the in the handoff there. Uh, but what, like how yeah. Africa just left it. What if Idaho State? That's a, his whole. That's his, a whole sentence there, and just stop there. What if Idaho State? And and obviously the question is if Nebraska drops one of these next few games, particularly mm-hmm. Idaho State Friday night. Um, you know it. It's. It, I mean, at that point, I think you would start to be concerned. Even the Western Illinois loss already um, potentially a bubble buster for them down the line. Um, not going to be one of the, the the better losses on their on their schedule. Um, but if you if you get a few of those, that could be really tough to overcome. Still not impossible. I mean, I think sometimes that the committee will overlook early season losses to a degree if you're hot yeah. at the time because you know then it looks like you deserve to get in you you want to do the whole uh you know the the whole resume type of thing but you also want to have an entertaining fun tournament with the best teams in yeah i think so i think it would be a little concerning if nebraska this is one of those games nebraska needs to come out and win comfortably and the reason i say that and, and you talk about you know western well western illinois being a bubble buster you think about those when we're towards the end of the season and you're looking at quad one, quad two losses, quad one wins, stuff like that. The the stuff that they look at to see if you're NCAA tournament worthy. These are games in the in the first half of the schedule in the non-coms specifically that you need to win so that they are almost invisible. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The end of the season. Western Illinois is going to pop up. A Sam Houston win isn't. And that's okay. We talked about at the beginning of the season that Nebraska, we felt like before seeing their their stagnant offense and and how bad and or how how disappointing their rebounding really has been, we thought they had uh, they had a serious opportunity to go six and one, seven and zero in non conference play, and we thought this is going to be awesome because towards the end of the season, then you're looking and and you don't have any of these quad three losses against a bad Western Illinois team, a bad Idaho State team, and and they're basically invisible which is what you want at the end of the season however now you're sitting there saying and we're, we're doing what we're doing right now we're looking at idaho state saying what if nebraska loses to idaho state it's it's going to pop up towards the end of the season and it's going to be a a quad three loss more than likely or quad four even i don't even know and you're going to be saying that that's going to keep nebraska out of the tournament 
Yeah, and, and you hope that, you know, and, and maybe we're getting a little ahead of ourselves even yeah. for saying that. I mean, because Nebraska basketball, it would be a step forward if they went to the NIT, uh, which, you know, any sort of postseason um, play will be kind of the goal. But it's, it's you know, for around here, it's kind of just kind of getting frustrated. You want to see a big step forward, not a tiny step forward, especially yeah. with a, a team that, well, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny because they have, you know, Texas. Uh, arguing whether it's a young team or not, it's it's a team that hasn't played together too much. But it in the in the transitional day of college basketball that mm-hmm. we live in, it might not look the roster might not look too similar next year. Is the point? So you know you you want to you want to take advantage. Uh, you know, strike while the iron's hot. You've got your first five star recruit. Uh, we heard today um, from Coach Hoiberg that he thought Bryce McGowan's needed to touch the ball a little yep. bit more. Uh, I thought that too. Maybe he was, uh, you know, he was, he was getting to the foul line a lot. Didn't get to the foul line at all against Creighton. Uh, you know, maybe it's just the kind of the, the rise uh, in competition there where guys can kind of stay in front of him. Uh, Creighton also had a very good rim protector, but you know, you know, it's it, for a young guy like that. Sometimes your confidence can waver quite a bit, and so you wonder how much he was on the tack there toward the end. And we also mentioned it during the handoff. Surprisingly. To me, at least, and and to you, yeah, you, you, say, said, you, can, yeah. you can put me I in think that just category as well. Keon Edwards is likely to get the start. Coach Hoiberg said they, you know, they kind of need his length in there. Um, I know they've already kind of went from out of the rotation to the, <laughs> maybe he just wants yeah. to give all those guys that he kind of had a little bit toward the back end or out of the rotation a shot because so far Eduardo Andre came in sparked a uh, sparked a win and uh, Kobe Webster came in there and sparked at least a comeback to make the game interesting against Creighton so figure why not <laughs> but I I just I I think a lot of us. Figured with uh, Trey McGowan's going out, and they announced today too. He's expected to be out six to eight weeks. We'll see kind of on the t- the timeline on that. But I just I don't know if I have the most confidence that Ken Edwards will be your starter until Trey comes back. Yeah, and we kind of were somewhat prepared for switching up lineups. I mean, they they were very transparent about that at the beginning of the season, preseason even that they're going to experiment through these first couple games. But I'm I'm on board with you, Bach. I I was shocked to see Keon Edwards. Now I want to I want to get into a Kobe Webster discussion a little bit, if that's okay. Oh yeah, because I am in the boat where, and we were getting texts on our show yesterday when we were talking about Husker basketball about. Or Kobe needs to be a starter. Kobe needs to start over Alonzo Verge, all like all that stuff. I'm in the boat where you need that spark off the bench, and and Kobe Webster really provided that on Tuesday night for Nebraska. In on the flip side, I was surprised to see Keon Edwards start and not C.J. Wilcher or a oh, guy yeah. like C.J. Wilcher or even Eduardo Andre. They say that they wanted to get that length in there for rebounding. You heard Happer say it in the in the handoff there that Idaho State's a really good rebounding team. And, and really good. Um, maybe Keon Edwards has better shooting. I, I don't know. I, you don't know. He's he's a really good athlete. Six foot seven. Um, six foot seven guy. Keon Edwards. But I, I was shocked to see a guy like Keon Edwards start over. Um, whether that's a Breidenbach, whether that's an Eduardo Andre, or even a C.J. Wilcher. Yeah, and it just doesn't seem like he's been on the attack so far. You know, mm-hmm. you talk about you know, young guys and their emotions going up and down. It just doesn't seem like uh, he's he's been on the attack. But maybe this is the boost of confidence to say, hey. You're going to be a part of this team. You're going to be a big part moving forward. So you got to go out there and, and play ball. If you're going to start, you can't be hesitant out there. Well, We're going to need you to, to to give it your all. Well, you wonder what's changed because he was he only played in five minutes. He played in the fewest amount of minutes of anybody that played on Tuesday. Right. And so it's it's that's what was a little shocking. I know you mentioned he only played in five minutes as well. 
I mean, when he was out there, he, the, he, the team was plus seven. He was plus seven in the plus minus category. So maybe that's something that they're looking at. But five minutes, um, the fewest amount of minutes out of everybody that saw the floor on Tuesday. I think that's part of what kind of struck me. 0 for 1 from the field, only took one three ball um, and, and no points. So. It'll be exciting to see him get into the mix because, like like I said, it, maybe it was just, uh, you know, this is that confidence boost that'll get him, uh, you know, attempting some more shots or attacking. And But, you know, and, and then the other thing is it's kind of funny how we all just kind of say, well, rebounding's the big problem. Fred puts a, makes a rebounding move yeah. into the starting line and we go, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, well, that, but also I think there's a there's a couple more things than just rebounding, all right. unfortunately. The, the offense just, you, you have no idea what they're doing. And... I don't mean that to be to be harsh or anything, but you don't know if they're moving with purpose. It's hard to to say that they are, and it's you don't know what their mission on offense is. You know what they'd like to have the mission be, but number so far through three games, um, they they haven't done it. It's been very spotty. Yeah, when they do get it to look good, and then a lot of isolation. Well, and one thing when they had that run on Tuesday. It's not like they were getting qual- high quality shots every single possession on that run. There were guys making some tif- tough, uh, tough and difficult shots on that r- on that spurt that they had oh, yeah. to get them back into games. Which you're going to need that. That's just from from athletes being from dudes being athletes. But it's just the high quality shots and transition and stuff like that. You know, guys trailing and and moving without the basketball that you have not seen from Nebraska so far. Yeah, and it's it's like those di- the difficulty of those shots. The the Creighton, a lot of mm-hmm. the Creighton's threes were exactly. just wide open from good ball movement and and defense Little not being things. able to close in time. Uh, Nebraska's threes were like you're saying a lot a lot more contested, and they knocked them knocked a lot of yeah, them down. Give credit to them. Like in that spurt, they knocked a lot of contested threes down. Yeah, it was just like I I didn't want to get just because they had a spur or, or a good run. I didn't want that people to think that they were running their offense perfectly at that yeah. point a lot of them were off they were carabining off of misses off the back iron and it was bouncing out Kobe Webster I remember one specifically uh, tracked down a rebound on the right wing and just kind of threw up a shot and it went in and everybody's like oh yeah that's perfect Kobe Webster and it was a great shot I don't want to take that away from him but that's still not Fred Hoiberg's offense yeah it's not yeah it's not as a result of uh, X's and O's or anything exactly. like that so uh, it, it'll be interesting to see you know where they pick it up of course Alonzo Verge kind of the big talking point among the fan base um, and like you said right now you kind of want Kobe off the Webster to be that that spark mm-hmm. Lonzo could be that eventually I mean you know yeah. it might it might end up being that the offense works better with Kobe but you have you also have to acknowledge that's not going to be the Kobe Webster you get every game and, and it's you know and, and maybe maybe he has he's, he can move it up to the point to where it's a little bit more consistent but that was a really good game from him so mm-hmm. sometimes when you come off a hot game from somebody you think well that's who they are that's what we that's who we're going to run with now uh, but it, it's difficult to keep that going he saw that with Bryce I mean Bryce uh, averaging 25 whatever it was through the first two games comes out and gets six it's you know up yeah. it's a lot of ups and downs in this game uh we are going to take a quick break but on the other side we will attempt to talk to robin wash he's out at the press conference so we'll get kind of the latest news from scott frost uh, already already there for fred hoiberg um we might have to push the interview a little bit to see if robert or if robin's available we'll see mm-hmm. how quickly frost goes through that thing usually thursdays it, it's pretty quickly <laughs> it's three minutes yeah so uh so hopefully we'll we'll be able to talk to him if not uh, we'll continue this discussion but much more husker basketball husker football talk uh, uh throughout the show also mitch sherman joins us later uh, at 125 but like i said next week 
we will hopefully talk to Robin Washett. Uh, and that's next here as Nick is in for Tom on Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 A Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. This is Tom and Bach. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.